Hey Sam, how you doing? Hey Tim, I'm doing great. Hey, tell me a little bit about what you're drinking today. I'm drinking Covert Coffee. CovertCoffee.com. This is the best coffee in the world. Roasted by Brian Fowler in Tennessee and shipped anywhere in the world. Uh, it's delicious. He sources his beans with care and love, roasts them, and then delivers them to you anywhere you want. Fresh and delicious. So if you want some great coffee, go to covertcoffee.com and let them know that we sent you and maybe there'll be a little discount, but maybe not. Hey everyone, welcome to Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim, a podcast where Tim Gillespie and Sam Lenore invite you into a conversation with them and many of their friends where they explore life, faith, modern culture, and friendship. Everybody, welcome back. It's Tim and Sam. Sam and Tim. Sam, how are you? Hey, what's happening, Tim? It's been a long time. It's so good to see you. It has literally been 22 days since our last recording. No, more than that. The fourth, you said, 26 days since our last recording. Since we last recorded. Um, But hey, our dear listeners will not know because they just hear a new podcast every week. Right. And listen, it's not because we don't care about you, dear listeners. It's because um, our families were together intact and it was vacation and we we did some cool stuff. Sam, what did you do? You did something pretty cool, right? Tim, we're trying to to fly under the radar on this because we're trying to follow the lockdown rules here in California. You did. So you just basically lockdown rules? You did. A a little Mm, bit. No, well, Well, listen, you know, okay, but all joking aside, because I know. I don't. I don't want to. We cannot underplay, diminish, or in any way talk uh, talking like we don't respect the lockdown rules because we do. Right. Of course. We were. We have been at home, locked down for the majority of the last nine months. Right. Sam hasn't even taken a shower the majority of that time. That's Is that true? correct. And that's. <laughs> I mostly use. <laughs> what's that oil? Patchouli. Patchouli oil, and just <laughs> scrape your body. <laughs> Like the Romans used to do, just scrape the oil off your body. <laughs> I can smell you from here. Thank God Zoom is not sna- scratch and sniff, I suppose. <laughs> well, listen, we reached we reached a level of cabin fever that was dangerous about mm, the, the day before Christmas. And we said, we've got to get out of here. Just do, let's do a camping trip, which keeps, us, keeps you distanced. Right. right. If you're camping far away from your next neighbors, let's do a camping trip to Death Valley. Mm. A national park that we had never been to, which oh, is nice. just four hours away. Right. Have you been to it? Yeah. I mean, it's been a while. Okay. You know, it's the newest national park in the U.S. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. It was declared a national park in 1994. Really? Did you know it's the largest national park outside of Alaska in the contiguous United States? Did you know this? I'm full of facts <laughs> now, buddy. <laughs> What you you brought it up. I'm going to tell you. Death, Death Valley Wikipedia. I didn't know <laughs> any of that, Sam. It's larger than the island of Puerto Rico where I was born. Wow. I know. I know. It's it's a magnificent place. It's actually, I think, the most underrated, undiscovered national park in our system. It's absolutely amazing. 
Have you been to all the national parks? Because how can you say that? No. Well, <laughs> I mean, they're, you're rating like I. You just love Death Valley, but I don't know if it's the best. You're right. On the. You're right. I mean, first of all, let's talk about its name for a moment. It begins yeah. with the word death, which is not auspicious. Yeah, yeah, you're right. In any way, shape, or form. But you had a good time. You know, it's funny. I kept telling my parents. I told them in Spanish, Valle de la Muerte. We went to the Valle de la Muerte. And they kept it saying, stop way, saying it in Spanish. Yeah, it sounds horrible. It sounds way worse in Spanish. So I was like, stop saying that. So they kept saying, say it in English every time. <laughs> We're okay with you saying it. <laughs> That's funny. Let me ask you, let me ask you, because I'm not a Spanish speaker as you are. Um, like, what's the qualitative difference when you say it in Spanish? Like, it's the valley that will kill you? No, it's the same. Is there like a different it's, kind of emphasis on it? No, it's. I, I think it, maybe the syntax, the order makes it sound like valley of death, not death valley, like valley of death. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it just sounds more like there's more certainty about the fact that you will die there. You know why? It's because there's more R's and R's are sinister. <laughs> R's are sinister. They are. Ours are sinister. They sound sinister. And judge. when you roll them, and when you roll them, they even sound like like nefarious. Are you going to judge a language by by the R's? Yes. That means that Finnish is probably even more violent or more Finnish sounds like Finnish sounds like a brutal language. <laughs> even the Finnish don't like to speak Finnish, I don't think. And for our for our Finnish listener, and we do have I think one, maybe one. two. Um, and her, and her love, name is Ansku. <laughs> we, we do. And we love Finland, Ansku. We love it dearly. And we love, but your language is a hot mess, I would argue. <laughs> it's a hot mess. so, it's very difficult. It's, um, it's elvish, really. It's just <laughs> it's, name it. It's from Middle Earth. Middle Earth. It's kind of like people walked away from Russia and went, well, we don't want to speak that. Let's just, let's just add lots of letters, lots of consonants, and we'll just. That's horrible. That's horrible. I apologize. I have no idea. I don't no. even think it's from that that language tree exactly, is it? From no, it's its own actually. You know what's bizarre? Sorry, random well, you, moment. You know so I much know. about I so know. many things. Well, I will say gently without causing you injury, I do speak another language. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're such you're so like it's so I, you're so hoity-toity about it too well, you're so no. like well you people speak one language I, did, I speak more than one i did have to teach you how to say a lot before we started recording how to say a last name so you don't sound racist i still so there's that there's that i still don't know how to say it look finnish finnish and bizarrely and hungarian are actually related languages really they're the only two so the languages around the world you can actually trace where they came from, whatever. But as I now understand, with a language it, tree, uh, Finnish and Hungarian have really uh, like hard to trace roots, but they're related, even though the countries are not close to each other. Well, relatively, mm. you know, they're not they're not adjacent to each other. Mm. Isn't that bizarre, Tim? That is so bizarre. bizarre. I know. Which, by the way, just so you know, I listened Broad. to that song. So bizarre, so bizarre. I listened to that song last week from the eighties. Yeah, it showed up on a Reddit subreddit I was reading, and I was like, I have bizarre. not heard this song. How bizarre. Sure how bizarre, not so bizarre. I didn't listen yeah. carefully. I was doing other things. <laughs> but I thought, oh, I haven't heard that song in a long time. 
How bizarre. How, yeah, that's true. No, that's interesting. Hungarian, really. Yeah. Hey, what did you do? Anyway, there's my Death Valley story. What did you do for um, your Christmas celebration with your family? We went to another another valley. I don't know if it's a valley. We went to Joshua Tree. We spent oh. a day in Joshua Tree. We had, You know, it's weird. I don't go there that often, and it's gorgeous. And especially in the winter, it's just, just beautiful. Mm. So we went... Here's the thing about death, uh, not death valley. Here's the thing about Joshua tree that, that could become death. You're just like bouldering around, right? You're not really rock climbing. You're just climbing on rocks. You understand the, the yeah, definition no, I there? I think I understand the difference. Yes. I think I do. D do you? Okay. So <laughs> is this your, is this your get back for the language thing? Little bit, a little bit. I, I know. Rate that I was, as weak. Well, uh, <laughs> shut up. Um, <laughs> I don't. I now I remember why it took us twenty six days to do the next podcast. <laughs> I was just done talking with you. No, so you're climbing. Here's the thing: we're climbing, and we climb up all these rocks. We climb up all these rocks. Kind of come over this like there's this V in between the rocks, and we kind of shimmy through it. And we come through, and we get to the other side, and there's people actually rock climbing, like doing a multiple pitch climb, that are using ropes to get to the approach. Like the approach to the climb, they're using ropes. And the approach to the climb is not more difficult than what we had just climbed up with with my 14-year-old son and a couple oh, okay. friends. And you realize, did what we do, like that's pretty, is that way more dangerous than I thought it was? And then I look down and I think, why do we not have ropes? <laughs> like I'm just like scrambling up these things. We could have fallen and killed ourselves. And like I'm not so worried about myself. And then I think of my 14-year-old who may not be, you know, the most careful of people. Or in full control of his limbs yet. At yeah, and I'm like, holy moly. Like, mm. now I'm a little dangerous. And I said, Ike, dude, you see what they're doing? And he's like, why do they have ropes going up to that? And I'm like, because that's how dangerous the climb is. And he's like, it doesn't look more dangerous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we could die. And he's like, uh, shoot, how are we going to get down? I was like, I don't know. We got to find an easier way to get down. Um <laughs> But no, we had a really, it was, it was, we had a couple friends come out um, and we all socially distanced on different rocks, but we had a, we had a good time. We had a good time. That's and good. Hannah is now, my daughter is getting ready to go back to Walla Walla and soft quarantining. Oh. I know your daughter goes back a little bit later. Yeah. Um, Southern starts mid January. So we yeah, got because a couple apparently Southern, Southern doesn't care when their kids come to school from what it sounds like. That's they let, right. They, they leave for three months and then show back up, or, you know, whenever is that. Is that how school is in the South, Sam? Is that? <laughs> yeah, which I is why I question your ability to speak English all that well. <laughs> Apparently, that educational system over there doesn't I want care. To, let me just begin with a set of apologies. I want to apologize to all our Finnish, Finnish listeners, fans. Hungarian listeners that probably understand way more about what I just said than I do. I want to apologize to uh, people who work and live in the Valle de la Muerte. <laughs> and um, I want to apologize to anyone in the South that yeah, Tim just probably. insulted. The entire yeah. educational enterprise in the South. Yeah, that's I want to apologize. We love you all. We love um, you. So one of my New Year's resolutions, and I don't know if we're going to get to that today, but um, one of my New Year's resolutions is to be um, nicer. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be your coach. Can I be? Can I be your... But not to you, not nicer to you. <laughs> I need some caveats. I can't just go cold turkey. I gotta have, 
No, that's that is when I'm gonna. My goal is to try and be nicer. What's your What's your resolution, Sam? Oh, we did not say that was gonna be part of our conversation today. I know, but I was just thinking about it. I haven't really. I'm not ready to make my resolutions public. Oh, because you're so perfect that you don't need resolutions. Is that the reason? Uh, no, you did. You didn't say what I thought you were gonna say. So my my retort was a little aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I didn't I think, have any. I thought well, you were gonna say I don't have any, and then I was prepared to respond to that, and you you didn't say that. Yeah, you were you came man, you came you were aggressive. I came in hot. Aggressive. Listen, I only have a few more days to be angry, Tim. Then I'm just gonna well, be nice, Tim, and you're I'll all gonna hate me. I'll tell you what, one of my resolutions is not going to be being nicer because I think I think I've got that one down. <laughs> and this is why I was approaching it the way I was going to. Bro, hey, so, so what I really do, I think we should do, which is mm -hmm. I think we and I talked about, is uh, a review of 2020, Tim. Okay. Uh, although I'm pretty sure everyone's going to be listening to this in the new year. I think this is our recap of 2020. Um, so I do don't it? know the. I don't know that we have another one to post tomorrow. So well, your true. son may have to get this sorted today, and we may have to post it tomorrow. So it may be coming on the thirty first. I may have to get our producer out of bed. Which, by the way, if that's the case, if that's the case that this is being played on the thirty first, you have the rest of today to get in your philanthropic gifts to the charities of your choice. Mm -hmm. um, and the one I'm talking about is probably Crosswalk. Um, I'll say something I about it, yeah. Yeah, no, I, you know, everybody's, it's a tough year for everybody and we want to make sure we cover our our local church budget. So mm. if you've got a little extra, you know, 2,000, mm. 3,000, 10,000, whatever. We're happy with anything. 50,000. Good. Um, Good, just 50 please bucks. be generous. Just, just, you know, we appreciate it because it allows us to continue to do ministry and it allows us to continue to do this because the equipment that we use and all that sort of thing is is gifted to us. Well, it's a loan to us, at least by Crosswalk Church. Yes. A and some of the individuals that help us produce. Well, not individuals. I just, Teresa is. Teresa. Yeah. Is an employee of your church and she's yep. our um, executive. What is her title? Producer. Executive, executive producer. producer. Yeah. Yep. And she's been amazing, by the way, everybody. Amazing. She has been. You know, I heard an argument, not an argument, a comment the other day from a friend who said, um, why are churches still needing the same level of financial support that they did before COVID if they're not meeting their, don't their, didn't their expenses dramatically reduce uh, this year? You've addressed this issue a couple of times, I think, in uh, your appeals to the Crosswalk community, maybe you should say a word about this here. Just clarify that. Yeah, I, I wish that were true. It costs a lot more to create the content we create now than just sticking people in a room. And do we, we're, we're set up for that, right? We've over the, over the years, we've invested in that sort of infrastructure. This year, we had to invest in a completely different digital infrastructure. And that goes everywhere from the equipment to record, to the people who know how to do this, to software, to the hardware that creates this stuff. Like, you know, everything we were doing before live, we are now doing digitally. And that takes a lot more, um, just a, a lot more infrastructure. And so that's how, I mean, in hard numbers, we've spent almost a quarter of a million dollars outside of our budget to create the kind of content that um, looks good and feels good and is experienced well because we're always thinking about the the user. Also, we for us at Crosswalk, we still have to pay rent and we renegotiated our lease 
um, and our lease actually went up. So this month, there's a significant increase to our lease. Um, so even though we're not using those buildings in the same fashion, because mm -hmm. now pretty much every single Sabbath school classroom has become a studio of one shape or another, um, mm -hmm. it's just a whole different, like, oh, just for the record, when we come back to meet, it's going to take us months just to clean out the way we're using all of our rooms now. Wow. It's so different. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, wow. it's crazy. So anyway, that's kind of what it is. But yeah. that's, a, a, I don't want to make this about a long appeal. Let's talk about 2020. Shall we? Okay. Well, 2020, since we opened with a, this appeal, you know, um, let's also talk about um, maybe some the ways the ways that 2020 changed our lives tim oh let's go through some let's go through some top ways uh, you want to uh, go first no you go first i don't know i okay i'll go first yeah you first okay well one is what we were just talking about right church ceased to be the place we gather and it became um a thing that we watch even though that may be the case however let me give you a negative about this. Obviously, we had to change workflows. We had to change. We don't get to meet in community in the same way. That's very difficult. Let me give you a, a pro to that. We have to rediscover the idea that church is not just the public worship gathering. That church mm. is something much more significant that's much broader than that. And um, I think it was actually Rick Warren. I was watching something that he did down at Saddleback, and he said, he said 2020 was the year that we had to discover church was more than a worship service. And he said, and it's good for us because we forgot it. And I thought, for man, this is a guy who does huge, huge worship services, multiple campuses, multiple. And he, uh, you know, he had to, we all have to lean into that. The idea, we rediscover the invisible body of Christ because we're not sitting mm -hmm. in the same room together, but we still have the same mission and same goals and same evangelistic heart and all that sort of thing. So that's one thing. There you go. How about you, Sam? Yeah. No, a commentary on that. Maybe you can say something and then I can comment and then you, I'll say something you comment. The the thing, the thing okay. you're right. It's 2,000 years of church, Christian church history. Um, we know, like we studied this. We, we know this. We know it in our hearts. We right. know it from the books. We know it from the experts that Ecclesia Church is something completely other than what we often have made it right. nowadays. And, and, and then we dabble in trying to re resurrect, re rediscover. I think one, I think a long time ago, you used an analogy I love is archaeology. We have to constantly do archaeology to re re recover, rediscover what church actually is. And um, there, there's, I think there's punctuated like moments in history where you see that, um, you see real ecclesia pop up. Um, right. The whole Wesleyan um, Methodist movement was, I think was that, you know, the, uh, the, the meeting together of a group of people, a class, um, our, their small group movement, you know, that became kind mm -hmm. of in vogue for a long time. Um, I think it's probably, probably that. Um, everyone just digging into their instinct about what, uh, what Jesus actually meant by, by be together, do life together, right. Acts 2, what Acts 2 actually means. Right. So I think it's been there. Um, but I'll tell you this. For me, I think COVID church has been, I think everyone has suffered through COVID distancing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but it's been especially difficult for extroverts. Yeah. I think. Good point. Yeah. The people who are the last, like the people who are in the, in the building until someone is closing it 
And I'm mm-hmm. okay, I know there's people listening right now who are there's two camps, right? There's the we need to go home immediately after church is over. Like I, I'm done, I'm out of right. here. And then right. the, there's the I stay until I'm the last car in the parking lot. Right. Like I just uh, squeeze every ounce of interaction <laughs> out of this fruit of Sabbath worship or whatever you know. Uh, and then and then you go home completely fulfilled, satisfied um, with the interactions you had. I think those people there's the people by the way who ride to church in separate cars even right. though there may be just two people going to church <laughs> when you say there are those you're talking about you and your wife right? <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean we do we certainly do but that's because i got three kids who are like i will not stay as long as dad has to stay <laughs> yeah um <laughs> yeah that maybe maybe i am this this maybe i am disclosing my own personal um yeah, it's been that's been difficult. I imagine for people like me and others who are hearing the sound of my voice right now, mm-hmm. um, this COVID church thing. As much as we have appreciated it, the 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 content, especially that your church has done, our our church, I should say, has has put yeah. together, um, it's been difficult. That's been that's been a difficult. Um, yeah, yeah. That's I'll I'll address it from a preaching standpoint. Um, you know, I've been doing I've been doing online preaching, if you will, to our campuses for a couple of years, and that was that was a different beast in some respects because you kind of got to visualize the room. You're preaching kind of through the camera into the room um, that you kind of knew, right? I'd been out there, I'd seen it, I've seen pictures, I knew that there's a hundred, you know, a few hundred people sitting there listening in all of our different sites, and. Um, the change was I couldn't visualize where people were watching this anymore. And I had to change the way I was looking at the camera. I had to change the way. So for like the first 18 weeks, I manuscripted my sermons completely, which is not something I've done since really early on in my ministry. Um, I'd just gotten away from that. And after 18 weeks of that, I was about ready to kill myself from the sense Mm of um, I couldn't stand what I was doing anymore. And so when we were able to go back into the sanctuary a little bit, um, because things had eased up a little bit, we we began to we began to create a different feel for it a little bit more. And I was preaching a little bit more like I did. But I was I was relaying to another friend of mine, pastor friend of mine. I'm having a hard time even visualizing the room that I'm actually in with people and that feel. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. been very difficult for me as a as a professional speaker. Um, while I've been, I've preached for a long time without that reaction from the congregation, each week I would still get the feel of it, right? The feel of the congregation, the cadence of the congregation. So even when I was preaching to a group of people that were not there, I kind of knew what that cadence was. I feel like I've lost that, um, that flow with people in the room now. Mm. It just like, I don't know. I, Mm. And that's maybe hard to explain if you're not a speaker, but I've lost that sense of timing, even like this would hit this way, or I don't know how it would hit. And then I do it, I kind of send it off. And then I even struggled to watch it myself on Saturday morning um, mm. when we broadcast. Like, yeah, mm. because I don't want to, it's well, painful. But you have, but you have done, I mean, this is, you know, our, our section on our podcast we call mutual affirmation you have done a really fantastic job of of delivering every week quality content in your sermons and by the way this last week was was terrific i listened to it a little late because you know i was 
in the Valle de la Muerte. But um, <clears throat> but once we got to it, it was is exceptional, Tim. Exceptional. Thanks for giving a that appeal to the COVID uh, vaccine, which mm. I think um, just needed to be said from from the platform. Yeah. I think that's a you you set the tone for that, and that was that was great. Good. No, we're um, committed. We're committed to that, and we're committed as a church to getting back together. And there's certain steps that we have to take to get back together, right? It's, right. It's by working, working a program of of social distancing, of masking, and of vaccine. So, agreed. Look, man, what I wanted to say is that I think people who don't, there's, I just think there's the difference between there's two two, two kinds of preachers. Mm -hmm. There's the TV preachers. Uh huh. Yeah. And then there's yeah. what you and I do. Right. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> which, is, which means, which probably means it's not as good, so it can't be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. There, no, no, that's no, not, there's, no, you know what it is? There's monological and there's di dialogical, right? Exactly. That's the difference. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and, 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 and I think for the, the, the key to the kind of preaching that you do and I like the thing that I do is that it's a conversation. You're right, dialogical. It's a it's a conversation with your audience, and you're constantly responding to the cues you're getting from them, even if they're minute. It just it is. I think that's the 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 beauty and the holiness of the preaching arts mm -hmm. is that the homiletic art is that there's a relationship between you and the listener and the Holy right. Spirit, hopefully. Right. Uh, interacting and that's what's lacking when you're just speaking to a camera recording mm -hmm. and then this gets broadcast later right. um, something about that the the sweet moment of Holy Spirit you know what I'm talking about there's moments yeah. when you're preaching when you realize okay it's not it's not just me and you present in this there's there's something more transcendent happening right. that's no, what we're missing it's definitely a dance, right? It's definitely a Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire moment. Um, Perichoresis. Yeah, where they're working as hard, they're working as hard as we are, right? The congregation is working as hard to be there, to be present. The Holy Spirit is working hard, and we're, you know, we're all kind of catching the same music, if you will. And um, yeah, to not have that is difficult. It's a skill. It's a skill. I mean, those people who preach for cameras. Here's, here's what's fascinating, right? We all thought we were brilliant at first because our numbers all exploded. And we all had to figure out, okay, what are vanity numbers on Facebook and YouTube? Like, what what's real? Who's really watching? What's really happening? And as we've watched that, as we've watched that kind of digress and move backwards, recidivize to people now, we still have a ton of people watching our service, much more than were before, but they're not watching it during the service. They're watching it at different times, asynchronously. They're not responding in the same way. In fact, we're about to move to a different platform for responding. We're gonna shut down all comments on Facebook and YouTube and move everything to church online if you wanna respond because we wanna create a better interactive experience for people. Um, mm. which will be different. I mean, you can still watch it on Facebook or YouTube, but you just won't be, there won't be people present to respond to it because that's so hit and miss and it's so kind of the same few people. We'd rather drive them to a better platform for it. So we'll have that mm. up and running in the next couple of weeks. But um, while there's a skill to that as a preacher, um, you know, like, the, you know, the, I think we all got fed, like our egos got fed really quick. Cause you know, to say, Hey, we had 20,000 hits this week. Can you imagine we're spreading the gospel? All right, let's all get like <laughs> mm -hmm. somebody, mm -hmm. you know, somebody scrolling through on a Facebook post. 
you know, their Facebook feed and then looking at it for three seconds and moving on, that'll log something, but that's not real, you know? And so we had to figure out what was real and what was unreal when it came to our online audience and our online interaction. I think that we'll be stronger, a stronger church for it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think we have gained influence. However, the, the, the egotistical nature of that, and I'll just call it out, right? Everyone's got an ego. Like I puffed up and I was like, oh, look at me, look at us, look what we're doing. We're a huge (laughs) church. And now I'm like, you know what? I just hope we're doing good work and whoever is out there is fine. You know, that's fine. And what's been a blessing through this year, I will say is that people have, and this is maybe a fat, this is something I learned that I was surprised by. People have been really faithful in their giving. And right. And that giving has grown significantly, at least from the number of people, not necessarily the amount. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Look, and I know it's not just about money, but but there's been so little ways to know how you have actually blessed people. Right. uh, Because you don't have them in front of you shaking their hands as they walk out or interacting that, that way with them every week. So I think the giving is probably serves as an indicator that people are being blessed. Right. By it's a metric. Yeah. It's a metric. I'll tell you what's tough this year. Sorry, I keep it. We're just same question. I had questions for you, but um, I'll tell you what's tough when we look at our numbers of like um, membership transfers has gone down, but it's still pretty strong. But um, but baptisms and mm. professions of faith, um, be, we have a lot more people watching, of course, but that's not transferring those new people coming in to to you know making a decision for christ or making a decision for you know a change of maybe your foundational faith structure or whatever um as far as baptism and profession of faith that those numbers have taken a huge hit and that is mainly due to just direct interaction with people and being able to appeal when you see somebody and being like hey you've been coming here for a while um have you thought about getting baptized have you thought about becoming a member you know of a professing like that, that's been harder. And our discipleship pastor, Mike has, you know, I think he's got seven or eight people online to be baptized. Mm-hmm. But like, even when do you do it? Like now they they had this really cool, like kind of pond, not pond, kind of stream they went to, to do it. And now it's just too cold. It looks cold. I'm just going to say. It's cold. It looked it's cold co- when it was warm outside. I know. I was like, Mike, when are you going to do that again? He's like, oh, not till like April. <laughs> It's way too cold. So, um, so yeah, that's been difficult. That's been difficult. Those, but not from a number standpoint, right? It's not, you don't just look at that number, that metric. It feels like momentum has stopped in certain respects. Now what's probably happened is energy doesn't dissipate, right? It just transfers itself. So I think we have energy in lots of different ways, but what we're so used to those metrics that we're so used to that feeling that we're so used to that feeling of momentum when we're in the room and those people in the parking lot and all that, we don't feel that anymore, even though there's more people by and large watching and listening and engaging. Mm. So anyway, it's just Mm. weird. It's a weird year. Hey, so let's talk about, um, let's do some personal stuff. Um, then you're going to answer this one first if you're going to no. ask this question. No, no, yeah. I, I'm doing the asking, buddy. You don't, you don't, you, don't, you don't, I don't, I don't think you understand how, let's practice being nice. Shall we start? <laughs> there was hey, a no. condescending hey. nature to your, let's practice being nice. You use, hey. the, you use the, the universal we and let's and us in a very condescending manner. 
I think your resolution is to be meaner this year. My resolution is to be to um, stand up to you, to not let you, not allow you to treat me not nicely. So oh, it works out. I'm not. I think I, I think like we're. At all. <laughs> you want to hey. go? I've only got a day or two. <laughs> uh, hey, um, personally, the, the we talked about basically we talked about uh, ministry work, but let's do some personal things highlights from personal life how you're i don't know i'm thinking about like your your home life since we spent so much time at home yeah you start i think i spent more time at home than you did because yeah. you still went to your office to work right um right. sure I'll, I'll i'll answer it you start you yeah. know in my 16 17 years living on this street i gotta be real i've got to admit that because i was not home as much as I've been the last, has it been eight months? It's eight months, isn't it? Eight, eight months. Eight months. Yeah. Um, I didn't know my neighbors as well as I know them now. <laughs> I, I actually, I'm intimately aware of everything that's happening on my street now, Wait. every single day, every single hour. Hang on a second. Yeah. I want to delineate something here. Yeah. Do you know your neighbors, like as relationships and friends, or are you intimately involved with your neighbor's habits as you have observed them? Because those are two vastly no. different things. Okay, I think I think bo uh, both. Okay. Like I know exactly. I know exactly what my neighbor. Like I know across the street. I'm looking at my neighbors right now, by the way, because I my office faces the street. Um, I can tell you that my neighbor gets up at around 5 a.m. three times a week and goes to dialysis. Oh, I can wow. see them leaving for dialysis. Mm -hmm. He comes back and rests. And if it's a Monday, by the way, this is awesome. If it's a Monday, he's 85. If it's oh, a wow. Monday and I have not put my trash back in my backyard, even after dialysis, weak as he is, he comes to the street and takes my trash can back into my backyard. Uh, uh. And, you know, and for years, I thought that my son, Micah, <laughs> who was responsible for that, uh. had been the one doing it. So now I know he's not the one. Hey, when um, does your trash come? Mondays. It comes on Monday. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. not like you had left it out since Thursday. No, no, no. So we put it out on, you know, on Sundays. I should say oh, okay. he, Micah, puts it out on Sundays, and then on Mondays it has to come back in. But I think because our neighbors sit out the front of their house so much and they look at our house all day long, the sight of the trash can sitting there empty bugs him, so he brings it in. Oh. Um the, I can tell you that my my other next door neighbor um, side Ed and his wife, they have a four year old, and they have three year old triplets. Believe oh. it or not. Oh my gosh! I know. So. Oh my goodness. I know that sometime mid morning they bring out the triplets. They play in the front yard. They build a playground in the front yard for the kids. They you know run around. They go back out, and then by one p.m. they're back inside. They're probably going to naps and lunch or whatever. Um, Marsha across the street walks eight miles a day, Tim. Wow. She's wow. in her in her 70s. She gets out and walks eight miles a day. Sometimes she walks with her dog. When her uh -huh. do You can see the dog completely exhausted, at, like, tired. <laughs> she brings the, the dog, puts him in, and keeps going. And because, uh, you know, our neighborhood doesn't have eight miles worth of right. neighborhood, you can see her going in circle. Like, I'll see her go by, you know. Wow. She starts at around 6.30 or 7 a.m. And 
and just keeps going. So Sometimes, do you live in a retirement community? <laughs> it sounds like it, doesn't it? You know what's funny about Marsha is that she has people that will join her for legs of her eight for miles. Legs of it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see people walking with her, and then the next time you see her, she's by herself. And we're not doing um, the whole thing. Terry, wow. my other next door neighbor, she has a she has the best citrus in the neighborhood, and a lot of it is in her front yard. She uh -huh. has this kumquat tree in the front yard. Oh wow! That, that sometimes when I'm out walking with Shell, I'll help myself to. Do you like kumquats? I love them. Really? Because we've got a are, tree. We've got a tree with a lot of them. Do you? A bush. A bush, more of a bush. You don't you don't like kumquats? I don't like kumquats. Oh, they're amazing. They're I mean it's isn't yeah, it? If you don't have taste? any other kind of if you don't have any other kind of citrus and you're worried about scurvy, yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> is that is, do I have to get rid of that if I'm gonna be nicer? Because I don't not, think that's not if you say scurvy with an Irish accent. If you do that <laughs> scurvy. There you <laughs> I'm going on a journey and I hope I don't get scurvy. <laughs> that's funny. Hey, no, nah, just so that's my I I could go on by the way with my neighbors. I yeah, I did no, not We don't need to hear any more level. about your about your neighbors. By the way, have you just given us a whole bunch of information? Probably like there's somebody who's like I can go to their house. I know when that guy's gone. <laughs> steal from <laughs> <laughs> Monday mornings, seven, five a.m. Um, yeah. Well, that and that's good. So you're saying this is a good thing. Well, here's the other things: is that living at home for this long, and you probably, you and probably some listeners will resonate with this. Having been home this much, you begin to notice things that have you have not, you have not paid attention to, mm -hmm. including the home repair that. Yeah. You've postponed for years and years, maybe the backyard stuff yep. that you just you just said, you know, I don't have time for that. The Come next on. person who owns this house needs to worry about that. Um, you were, you know, that things in the kitchen that you're like, eh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> this is <laughs> not all of that stands out when you live in your house 24 hours a day and you work in your house 24 hours a day. Right. And while I'm at it, I'll say um, if you if you lived at home with people full-time you begin to notice maybe things that were unrepaired were, were in your they relationship. Need, were they need repaired <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks for putting it that way well that's what i thought you were gonna say you said it much nicer than i did um uh, no yeah. that's true that's true but you know what there's a i found a like i found a joy in this not traveling so much because you know both you and i have always had heavy travel schedules um mm. there's a joy of just being home, being with the kids, um, you know, doing things like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna do a puzzle together and we're all gonna sit here until it's done. And, um, mm. or we're gonna cook something that we've always wanted to cook, but we've never cooked before. Or we're gonna watch, you know, the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy, the, the, you know, the director's cuts, and we're gonna laugh through them all and talk through them all. Like there's a different sort of experience that we've had because there has been time, right? Mm -hmm. Which I think is really yeah, beautiful. There's been time and there's been intention and there's been, um, I look, I, I think that this has forced us all to do introspective work that probably wouldn't have happened with the frenetic schedules we were keeping before covid we've talked about this a lot before yeah, yeah. so um so i think that's part of it I, I think for me the 
more deeply personal personally is that I I think this time has begun to um, also expose things that God wanted me to work on over the last few months. Mm-hmm. Really? Um, Say more. Yeah, just just some personal ways that you've just you, you just post you've been I've been postponing yeah. for years uh, yeah. things that I needed to do internally. Yeah, um, God's been convicting you to be nicer to me. Is that? That's something that's still you know. That's Holy Spirit, that's Holy Spirit hasn't moved you that direction yet. <laughs> it's weird because he gave me a vision. <laughs> Those visions are, hey, do you, For you. you love it when people, that's like standard, hmm, this conversation is going to be a problem when people begin with, God gave me a vision about you and I, or about you. Like, wow. When God gives me the same vision, this conversation will be way more productive, more fruitful. <laughs> so that's like prophetic, right? It's someone's taking a prophetic role in your life. By the way, I'm reading Habakkuk this morning, oh. which everyone should read. Um, yeah, man. Is that, is that in the Bible? It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's more in the Bible than Hezekiah is. Hezekiah 3, 4 is. Um, yeah, so I was reading it for the sermon um, this week. Mm-hmm. And um, man, Habakkuk lived through 2020. Hmm. Habakkuk mm-hmm. lived through 2020. And it's fascinating it's fascinating his prophetic nature of what he did because he complains against God. He's like, my first complaint is I've been home alone. <laughs> I've been mm. I've been stuck in my house the whole time. I mean, if he were doing this in 2020. Um, and what's fascinating is at the end he says, and sorry, I don't know why I'm no, this go has nothing to do I with what it. we're talking about, but um, at the end he says, even though even though the like the trees aren't blooming, even though the flowers aren't blossoming. Even in the midst of that, like, I know, I know you're good. I know that you're, like, I'm so grateful for you and I'll sing your praises because even though, and he doesn't, he never acknowledges things are going to get better. Like, he's never like, and there will be a time, he's pretty much like, this all sucks. And why did you do this? And how come you left? And what I love about Habakkuk is God responds. Like, Habakkuk writes down what God responds, which is a lot of like, hey, man, maybe... Hmm. Don't get all crazy. I mean, it's not, he doesn't have a Job response, which was, I've always found to be kind of. What is the Job response? Were you there when I hung the stars in the sky? Maybe you don't know everything. Maybe like, I always feel like God's a little bit like, a little touchy. Were you there? In the Job response. Are you there where the ice is formed and born in the wilderness? Are you there when the. Yeah. It's like, oh, easy, man. Like, I was just wondering about these boils. It, 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 uh, God does it in Isaiah too, by the way. That's the that <laughs> yeah, response in Isaiah. Like we, we, uh, I marshal the skies. I marshal the stars in the skies. Um, so who are you? <laughs> I got a lot going on. I understand this has inconvenienced you, but there's a lot more happening here in the world than you might know. So I, what's the response in Habakkuk? So what, what does God say? Hey, you, God's like, yeah, like the things aren't great all the time. Mm. but that doesn't mean I'm not there, you know? Mm. And, and it's, I, it just cracks me up because, um, cause I don't read Habakkuk very often. In fact, <laughs> maybe, maybe the first time. You sure you want to admit this on, with an open mic? I'm not one of those guys who I, I've never been a guy who like reads through the Bible every year. I'll just admit mm. that right now. I've never, I don't find that to be efficacious for me. 
Like I study the Bible. I don't read the Bible, if you will, which some people may take issue with. But um, so it takes me a lot longer to get through. So, you know, but I thought I'd mm. sit with a minor prophet. Yeah, no, um, going back this year, I think this year has taught us to appreciate our families in a different way. And I, I hold it as like a bonus in some respects. My daughter had left for college. I didn't think, like, I thought, well, that's it. She doesn't really live with us anymore. And then she came back and lived with us for another six months, which was a bonus for me. Mm. You know, I love that. Your daughter, I know, had to come back from a foreign country. That must have been harder. Yeah, it was tough. You know, we've talked about this before. She, it was her year abroad, you know, the, the year that everyone, every college student dreams of spending um, abroad. Uh, it was tough. It got cut two months short. But again, yeah, like we've said, the blessing in that was we were, Ali had been gone for, to college for, that was her second year of college. So we got an incredible extended home time with her. I, I don't know that the kids have felt the same way we have. Same way. Been. I would agree. <laughs> I think they've been, this bubble is, a, as I'm, I'm suffocating in this bubble maybe some days but um for us it's been uh so yeah. so good so good i know it's so been good. hard <clears throat> i know it's been hard hard for the kids and i i would say 2020 has been very difficult for a generation of kids high school and college kids and i wonder what that's going to do you know i wonder about does that elongate their sense of you know um adolescence does it does it shorten that sense of adolescence i've seen i've seen hannah say because she was planning on taking a year and now she's like, ah, I, I think I just kind of want to get through it and start working. And like, um, and I don't know if that's mm. because she's not sure what it'll handle. So if there's a, if there's a direct path, she wants to take that direct path because things have been so stunted or, or mm. what. And, and the boys have just spent a lot of time, you know, in their rooms on screens. And I think yeah. they, I think they yeah. wonder who their friends still are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what kind of, look, I, here's what I think about. You remember how much you changed from 16 to 18, yeah. 19. And all your, 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 the way you saw the world, your ideas, the interaction with people, the friends that, that came, came and went. Um, none of that is happening right now. All that is kind of stunted. It's, all, it's like frozen in time mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Uh, I think we don't know the depths of the impact yet. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. This last year has had on them i do i will tell you that i feel just deep sorrow for micah mm -hmm. in his senior year of high school doing it yeah. this way all the things all the things that all a senior things. senior should be doing you know yeah. this is your big year your the big year where you um you do all all the trips all the events the um none of that is happening for him so it's a it's a when I think about it, I just, I get so down for him, so hard for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's difficult. Um, and you know, the hard part about this year was that we didn't just, we didn't just have, um, we didn't just have COVID. We had, you know, all the unrest, <laughs> all the unrest. And we had, you know, a, a really divisive, um, political situation. Like it's just, it was a tough year and it felt like it piled upon, piled upon, piled and you know, fires and, you know, mm. just keep going. It felt like, hmm. 
Yeah, I, you know, we're all kind of narcissistic. We're, we're like, never in our lives, never in the history of the world has things have things been this bad. And then I, I always go back to like, well, Saudi Arabia has been in a civil war for like seven years. Those, you know, those people have, I mean, I'm assuming they're experiencing COVID, but I think they're experiencing it very differently. They're like, oh, I might get sick. Yeah. Like that guy's shooting at me. I think I'll probably, you know, not stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Well, even the, even the, you know the 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 Spanish flu was yeah. it happened during a raging world war. So that's like, right. so what was worse, a raging world war or, or the Spanish this flu pandemic that's killing a lot of people too? Right. Um, no, I, look, I think people. Do you want to hear something funny? Yeah. So so here's so weird transition. I'll just another my, weird another transition my, from those previous <laughs> statements. Do you want to hear something funny? But yeah, I do actually. <laughs> you're right. You're right. We're still getting the hang of this podcasting <laughs> thing. Um, one of my neighbors, back to my neighbors, one of my neighbors and I talk once in a while. Is this Joe? Is this about, Joe? Is this Ellen? No. <laughs> is this Padme? Who is Her this name one? is Violet, if you oh, must okay, know. That's, nice. that's very nice. And I'm pretty sure she doesn't podcast. Um, so I, or, or listen to podcasts, I should say. So I'm talking to her the other day, and she, she says, this is the worst year in history. Do you do you think do you think this is the year of the four horsemen of the apocalypse? Oh wow. What's your opinion on that? I was like, ah <laughs> um it could be. It could be. We don't know, but it could be, right? But then I kept thinking, there most definitely is a a dramatically worse year in many lives around the world at all times. Right. I mean th this is I mean you you think about the not just plagues, but wars and um, the, the the kind of destruction that humanity has lived through. I, I don't know that this one, still don't know that this one compares. Yeah. No, I'm, <clears throat> I'm with you there. I think for those of us who have been incredibly lucky to live these really incredible lives of ease, it's mm. been a very inconvenient year. And, but yeah, I'm with you. But some other people have been crushed yeah. by this. We have yeah. to acknowledge that. And I, I, I absolutely, you know, and for, this is a year that people who have never worried about, you know, making ends meet have had to worry about making ends meet. I don't want to diminish that in any way. Mm. But on the global grand historical scheme of things, mm. The, mm. it's not the worst. Yeah. Um, and there's so many blessings in the midst of it too. So, I mean, all that to say, like, I don't want to diminish anybody's, diminish anyone's yeah. hardship and suffering because there definitely has been that yeah. but um but Can i don't know about the four horsemen of the apocalypse uh, which by the way you got to think about that right that's a metaphor that's a metaphor that's being used right we're not real are we re are we looking for guys on horses because <laughs> i mean i know that's how it's depicted everywhere and that's certainly the language that's used but it's more it's definitely more frightening when you think of literal gigantic horses coming from the I sky. I saw ones, so I've seen them both ways. I've seen, I've seen the four horsemen of the apocalypse coming on horses of skeletons, and they were not skeletons. And then I saw it flipped that the the four horsemen were skeletons, but the horses were not skeletons. Oh, and the wow. most frightening one was that they were all skeletons. The horses, the whole kit and caboodle, everyone was a skeleton. I can't remember what? where I saw that. Why? What are you watching? I don't, what do you? I just. 
like the you know hey let's do uh as we close um, yeah let's do talking one for a while. final like just one final thought one final highlight from the year you do one i do one okay um one highlight I can go first if you want me to. You better go first. I've got, I've got mine. <laughs> yeah, I've got mine. So, I was on a, I was on a one of those doom scrolls. Mm-hmm. It was the day after Thanksgiving. Mm. Just bad news after bad news, divis- divisive stuff, disaster, COVID getting worse, people ignoring the, 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 you know, the, the, the appeals for distancing. It was, it was just a horrific, and people, you know, and by no, by the end of November, I think you began to see all of these year-end summaries that we always see right at the end of the year you know year-end summary worst thing ever happened like the worst year in history and so i'm scrolling through this and then kapow there's this there's this one positive headline that everyone saw i'm just i'm just repeating what everyone probably saw already that picture of that doctor hugging that patient in a COVID unit in uh, houston you remember that did you see it yeah uh-huh. Yeah, right. So I saw it and I was like, that's, that's incredible. And then I put my phone down, uh, went to sleep. The next morning I woke up, I looked at the headlines again, because, you know, I do that. Mm-hmm. And the head that, so that headline had moved to the very top of the Google uh, news search. So, so that means that a lot of people had been looking at it and opening it. Mm-hmm. That's how these stories get, you know, right. get ranked higher and higher. And so it became the story of for the next two days, wow. like the top story. Wow. And and so I did a deep dive into what, what was actually happening there. I wanted to know everything about it, like, you know, like you do. <laughs> and yeah, it's this doctor, this doctor who, by the way, had been on his 250th day, consecutive <sighs> day of wow. showing up to the COVID ICU unit wow. uh, every day, Tim. That's amazing. To care for people. Um, it's Thanksgiving Day, walks into the unit, sees this old man, this old man trying to escape. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and the guy's, <clears throat> the, the old man's crying. Yeah. Saying, I just don't want to be here. I, I want to be with my family. And and his, his instinct was to just to hold him. Yeah. Until wow. the guy was calm. And then mm-hmm. he walked him back to his bed and put him down uh, and... I I was so struck by that, and I still am. Like the 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 human instinct that is, that is the human instinct God has given us is to do that to care for mm-hmm. each other that way. Yeah. Um, and I also think not to get over spiritual here, but I think I will because it's you know it's it's how we're pa- pastors. Pastor up, pastor up. Come on. Yeah, um, a reminder that the promise all year long has been from God has been not necessarily deliverance but god with us right right god right. with us i mean that if, i don't know how that turned out that patient could have died we don't know how it turned out but for that split moment it was a reminder um not alone yeah you're not alone through this i'm with you no, that's and that's good. the piece i think i hope um look as i think about this thing we've done all year long with this podcast yeah, it's is I, I I don't know if we're edifying it. I I don't know what we're adding, but <laughs> if if what I pray is that if we've given folks just a little more sense that that we're not alone, that God is with us. Um, yeah. My my work here has been accomplished. Nice. Our work has been. Nice. I was I appreciate you, do you one. including you do one. me 
on the word. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so nice. I thought we were going to end. You've been, then. you've been a participant. <laughs> thanks, thanks for being here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, so I struggled a lot this year. I'll just say that. Um, and there were times where, where the work that we do, right? I, I'm probably typically, you know, male where I have a tendency to define myself by the work. The work changed so significantly that I wasn't sure kind of who I was or what I was doing. Wasn't sure if it was hitting or if it wasn't. And some of you have reached out. I've, I've mentioned this kind of stuff before and some of you have reached out in really incredible ways. So thank you for that. That affirmation has been really um, important and life-giving to me. But um, I think my my Death Valley, if you will, how do you say it? Valle de la Muerte. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to try because every time I try to speak Spanish, you call me racist. So, which I think <laughs> does not help my learning curve, but okay. Um, <clears throat> um, in some of my darkness, what I felt like is that, um, you know, w with a lot of the the struggle and conflict that was going on both politically and kind of socially, um, I, I got a real sense that, that people had made up their minds. Nobody was listening. Right. And that they were making decisions that were based significantly not on the gospel and how we're supposed to even convey, how we're supposed to even have conversations. Like that's been a real concern of mine this whole year that people, people have lost the ability to disagree in love, in kindness. Like we've just lost that, that ability. And I've had a lot of anxiety and fear over that and, and really some discomfort. Um, <clears throat> but through it all, what I've seen is a group of people, and I'll just kind of speak from my experience here with the church, um, you know, a group of people that even though they don't all agree ideologically, I know they don't. We've got a huge spread from across our seven campuses of different ways people think and different ways they think about certain things. If, if people, when they realize that their organizing principle is Jesus and nothing else, they can find common ground. You know, um, even if they don't agree on a lot, they can find some common ground. And I think that's, I think 2020 has brought that out, not because that's been so overwhelming, but because the divides have been so deep. And there's still these little, there's these little moments, right? These little moments of, of hope, these little moments of coming together. Um, and my hope is that the things that have loomed so large in 2020 we'll be able to recede back again. And we can, you know, for me, it's about rearrangement, right? It's about reorganizing, not just principles and priorities, but, but focus, foci, if you will, right? Mm. What, what it is we're supposed to be focusing on. And, um, you know, 2020 has been a, a reorganizing moment in a lot of our lives. That's okay, you know? It'll be interesting to see what comes out of it. I have a lot of hope. I have a lot of hope, but it's it's still light in the darkness, right? It's not yeah. a pervasive light. And so, you know, I think we still have to persevere. I, I think a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people think this. I think everyone's hopeful for 2021 just so we can put this behind us. I think that's gonna take a lot longer than we yeah. wanted it to, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but. But there are, there's a lot, you know, there is a lot of light in it. And I think, 
I think when when the corporate darkness gets too big because you're doom scrolling, because you're looking at the national scene or the international scene, whatever, when when that corporate darkness seems too much, I think you have to do what you just did, which is find a ray of hope and and like focus on that as much as you can. I always think about, you know, my cat because my, my cat will be walking through the house, but when she hits that sun spot, doesn't matter what's going on. She's going to stop and sit in that. Nice. Right. Nice. And when, and when the sun continues to move and that spot moves, she'll get up and adjust and move to that mm-hmm. sunspot again. And she'll be in a different part of the house by the end of the day, but she's going to stay with that sun. And so my hope is that that's what we can do. And because there, there are those moments, however small, that get us through to the next thing. So yeah, yeah. And by the way, Sam, if I if I might be a little mutually encouraging, um, a bright spot for me in 2020 has been this podcast and been doing this when I didn't love anything else that I was doing. Mm. Like I I was still excited to come here and hang out with you and talk and and have this conversation. So Same thank Tim. you for that. Same. Thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, Tim. It's been a bright spot every week. Yeah. Um. This conversation has been life-giving, and I thank you for the friendship. And, uh, and hey, you know what else I want to say? Thank you to the dear listeners who yeah. send us feedback once in a while. That is, mm-hmm. um, um, we joke that no one's listening, but we know you are, yeah. you who are listening. We love you, and you are you, you mean the world to us. Those of you who have sent little notes saying specific things that we've said that have given you a little more hope, a little more courage, a little more sunshine to move to if you're like, you know, like Tim Scott. Um, um, we were grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really great. Um, and so we're looking forward to see what 2020 holds. Sam, are we going to continue? Was this 2021? 2021 is what we're headed. We just, was the podcast just a 2020 thing or are we going to continue to do it? I don't know. Maybe we could leave it as a question mark, a, one of those, one of those dramatic cliffhangers. Wow. Will there be another episode? We're closing it out. Is this it? Is this the end of it? Could be. Who knows? No one knows. Well, no one gave us houses. I didn't make that appeal early on. So <laughs> I don't know if the motivation's still there in the same way. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, dear listeners, thank you guys. Thank you guys for a weird year. Um, but thanks for hanging out through the whole thing. It is our um it is our honor and privilege to to have you be part of our conversation. So thanks for that. And I would say this maybe Sam, if you want us to keep doing this, send us stuff that you'd be interested in having us talk about. Um, you can email podcast at crosswalkvillage.com so that, um, I mean, cause 2021 may be so boring. There's just nothing to talk about at all. And if that's the case, we need some, we need some help. So we always appreciate your feedback. Again, that's podcast at crosswalkvillage.com. Thank you all for hanging out. Have a wonderful new year. Uh, Be safe, be careful, and we'll see you next time. Our podcast and its theme music is produced by Michael Lenore, and our content manager is Teresa Rojas. Tim is the lead pastor of Crosswalk Church in Redlands, California, and Sam oversees spiritual care for Adventist Health. Thank you for joining them for today's conversation. 
For more information on what they have going on or to support their ministry financially, visit www.samandtim.com. That is S-A-M, the letter N-T-I-M.com. 